Hello and welcome to All the Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. And I'm Owen. And we are three very avid cricket fans uh, who happen to love Essex. And uh, if you're here for anything else other than Essex cricket, I'm afraid you'll be disappointed. That's all we talk about. So lovely to see you both. Hello, Owen. Hello, Cheese. How are you doing? I'm good. How are we all? I'm very good. I've had my uh, plans spitting straight by Cheese there, which is quite nice. Nice. That's a, some pre-chat stuff that no one else gets reference for. Yeah, I'm sure the listeners love that. Yeah, good stuff. It's like, it's, it's like the in-jokes on various other podcasts that will not be named that they spend hours laughing at and no one understands, but there you go. I now feel really bad, actually, because I, I do criticise those things. So probably, <laughs> should we start again? Or... Hello, I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. I'm Owen. No and together we are... All the overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. Um, it's lovely to have you uh, for the second time. Um, but it's no, genuinely, it's really nice to see you. And um, I'm, I'm, I have to say, I'm quite happy at the moment in terms of where we're at. Um, it's, it's not the most, the most exciting time, but I'll be honest with you, it's so nice to be back with a semblance of normality, watching cricket, talking about cricket, and not talking about COVID restrictions and just cracking on, really. Do you find the fact that a year, this, this time of year last year, we weren't allowed at cricket, really like, like a long way away? Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. It feels so far in the past, but also time has moved so quickly since this all began. It's a, it's a weird kind of mixture in that things I think, oh, this just happened last week. And then you look back and it's like, oh, no, actually, that was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. It's kind of like a really, really weird cricket half-life. Like, you don't sort of know where you sit and then suddenly, like, oh, I'm looking forward to, to next week's game. And, it, you know, four minutes later, you're like, oh, I'm watching. And then looking back at all the things that have changed, it, it just, for me, it's a bit mind-blowing. I can't, I can't believe, we've been potting for how long? What, two years now? No, Jesus, that's, that's, that's Jesus' point. That's Jesus' point. We've been that, yeah. four years. I don't know how long we've been potting for. It's four years. Is that four seasons? Is it four seasons? This is the four seasons. Yeah. <coughs> we've been so disrupted. Time has not passed in a normal way at all. And in that time, we've had what two championship wins, T Twenty win, League uh, Division Two win. Good stuff to report on. Yeah. So I living proof that time has stood still at various points. Wow. But there you go. So um, at this point, it's probably worth uh, focusing on the fact that we've, we've, we've had some cricket and that's been great. And the weather's been not so bad. Um, so we've uh, we've hosted Kent um, and that's been an interesting, uh, an interesting few days. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand over to you guys. Well, what are our initial thoughts on that performance? Because I think there are quite a few things to speak about, actually. Alistair Cook is quite good at batting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think One would uh, almost pretty... think he could bat for England. <laughs> yeah. He's got a shout, hasn't he? That lad for Morden. Yeah. I'm, uh, he's done I, all right. He's done all right. He's one of these players, though. Do you ever think, like, I, I'm, I'm quite relieved when he gets a century because you, you want to be reminded of how good he is. Because he's... he's 
he's not young anymore and you and I guess I guess maybe that worry that you know he's there because of his name and stuff but the fact that he's still delivering the goods I find for me I find like almost relief going yes you know we were right to big him up and right to celebrate him um let's just pause for a second there you said he's not young he's not old though and that's because I'm not far off you're younger than tender scarf Terry I'm younger than Tendo. It's true. It's true. But there's a and James Anderson. Yeah, but Jimmy's a machine. Anyway, let's go back. Let's go back. Cookie. So he's um. However, I have I have surprised you guys. Not mentioned this. I have prepared some commentary for you. (laughs) So if you let me uh, share my sound. Because we had a very thing. We celebrated um, his century. We did not. Oh, wow. Here we go. I'm going to look that up in a, when I have a break, Nick. But uh, there we go. All sorts of uh, parallels. Oh, he's going to do Here he goes. Who's this now? He's steaming in and uh, played gently back at him by Jackson Bird. There we go. We, we saw Alistair Cook <laughs> or a very rare over. Wow, I can't believe that. Because those who've not seen it, he, sort of a, he obviously did uh, a few years ago. He did the um, oh dear me, very uh, Bob Woolley's impression of me bowling. And this year, I'm not quite sure what that was uh, impersonating, but yeah, I thought it was nice, fresh, nice gem in the beginning season. What a lovely surprise! I can't believe you just showed that. Um, I'm not quite sure what my response is, if I'm honest. It always just makes me think of him taking a wicket with quite possibly the worst ball. He <laughs> 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 um, can't fault him, it's Asik. <laughs> I think I think for me it, it shows the human side of him. Like he's because people people talk about how much how good he is in the dressing room and stuff like that, but I don't think when he was England captain he didn't really see that because he was so serious in front of you. Obviously, he was trying to be the best he's trying to get the best thing in the world. He's a very serious coach in um in uh Andy Flower, but when we see those moments, it's like, yeah, this could, I understand why people love him so much because he's obviously a human being and he's funny and he's approachable, mm. etc. So, yeah, I, I like seeing that side of a, of a nice of the realm. Oh, I hope that the those listening will know what we're referring to and 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 will have seen and heard the the coverage of that. If you pause slightly and Google it. And then do, he watched it. So, yeah, seriously, do Google it because it is a sight to behold. And in fact, I might just do a little impression now. Great for podcasts, right? I I know, I know. It's for you. It's not for everyone else. But anyway, no, I I I, I think that's um, a really lovely moment to share. Thank you for that, Owen. Right. But his century though was um, was outstanding. I think, uh, and, and and I think actually when we mentioned on the last podcast, didn't we, that uh, Brown is someone who's more than capable of scoring serious runs. And he's first first game he's been asked for that. He's he's absolutely smashed it. Well, absolutely. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I mean, day one, you know, Cook and Brown, two hundred and twenty. Um, I mean, that's phenomenal. Um, and I think in I think terms of go on, go on, go on, G. Sorry, I, I'm not meant to really many opinions. Hey, I'm to, to come out and make a, a statement. I think Brown's biggest problem is consistency. In that 
we know he's got the big score in him. He's done it quite a few times and he's submitted his place as an opener. And, you know, I mentioned we've been recording for, for four years. I think back to some of those early podcasts, we definitely questioned his place a few times. You know, yeah. should, should Chopra have come in? Should we look at signing the batsman for the top order, everything else? Like, his talent is there. Consistency is the thing that I guess that's still slightly in question. I was reading like the BBC commentary throughout the game and everything else, and people are saying, oh, Brown for England. And part of me was like, you don't watch Essex enough to, <laughs> to make that kind of talk. But then once I sat and digested it for a bit, I was like, well, actually, why not? We've got problems with the bat at England. If you could get the consistency the sky is actually the limit for what he could go go on and do. The one thing I was going to ask you, Chisa, is because we, when we, I think the questions we get asked from our listenership, it, it turns of like, you know, why isn't, why isn't Cook, Sam Cook, um, being contention for England? Why isn't Porter contention for England, especially after when he got whistleblowers of the year? Whereas I think Brown, last, I don't know, so even before we start recording, you know, when you're back in Division Two days, he was getting double centuries. Given the problems we've been having with at a national level with England's uh, openers, um, do you think maybe he should be considered for England? I think his stock is rising. I, I think off the back of two poor tours with Australia and West Indies, everyone's looking at the squad with a much keener eye. Also, summer as well was pretty poor. Yeah, and a different perspective. If I was, if I was anyone in the in the Essex team right now, I'd be thinking for the first time in a long time, there's a lot of names and spots in the starting eleven that are up for grabs, and that's whether you're with the ball or whether you're opening. you know, Lawrence really did cement himself as a good performer in West Indies, and he's probably in credit based off that. But still, I wouldn't say he's a lock on the team, and he needs to keep doing it. But for people like you say, Cook, Porter, Brown, um, I mean, even Critchley, if he carries on the way he's been doing. Um, we'll come to Critchley shortly, yeah. Like, why not? There is a chance that if they follow this up against Somerset next week or Warwickshire, Say out of the first five games, they've got three centuries or two centuries and a couple of fifties and a lead in the average. They're going to get looked at. This isn't the same England team as it was five years ago, three years ago, where it's the same names week in, week out. There is some, some real like potential to get in the squad. Yeah, I do think one that, well, especially with the, with the opening batsman, is what have England got to lose? Um, you've got you've, you've had successive partnerships. I mean, the big thing is since since Strauss left and stuff, but you've had successive partnerships where they've never performed. And, and, and it's, 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 I mean, I think people go, "Oh, it sounds extravagant." They haven't performed. You might have one person doing, you know, getting okay okay runs, but what is what is the harm in giving Nick Brown Nick Brown a go when given he's how many how many county championship players have got a successive double not successive, 
multiple double double centuries. It, he's a, he's a very very good batsman. I do understand. I think I don't. When we look back on our criticism, I don't, I don't feel ashamed or um, or, or tra- I don't want to take them back. I do think he's, as you said before, his, his consistency is not is not great. But if he's on form, he, you know he can score buckets around, especially in English conditions. Yeah, we, we obviously he's only he's only experienced other than the occasional tour in Abu Dhabi. What is wrong with taking the, the risk at uh, Nick Brown playing in the in the uh, or at least at least being called up to the squad for this the the two tours this summer? Um, and I, I think it'd be, it'd be fantastic for for him. Also, Essex Essex are. We're sort of an unsung hero in, in producing Essex, great England players. We know every generation of Essex has, has had has had a going back as far as I can remember, as far as even my my history reading books can, can go. That we've always had a, a fantastic, um, we do produce fantastic England players. So I, I don't see why Brown can't be part of that or give it a chance, like Wesley was. So. I totally agree. I, I, to be honest, Wesley is another one that could actually be in contention again if he if he leads and plays well in the yeah. season. I really think. I, 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 I do got, think. Yeah, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, I think we've got a lot of candidates that could be looking at um, stepping up. Yeah, I, I, my, 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 one of my biggest criticisms is we're looking too many people, too much at people in their early twenties. Which I generally, generally, in by and large, I think is a good a good way to look at potential players and potential stars. I with what's going on at the moment with England, get the best eleven players in that screen. You need to start winning. You've got to you've got to start getting the confidence back. Once once you build confidence, and you've got, I remember Michael Vaughan talking when we win that absolutely wonderful Ashes series uh, in two thousand and five. But he was saying, "Well, you need to bring players in who've." We have not got, not got the baggage of losing um, against Australia, which, which currently in the squad is not the baggage of losing against anybody. Um, and I think you've got you've got players with with tremendous professional experience, not just in Essex. Obviously, we'll focus on Essex players as our podcast, but we've got we've we've got a number of players I think that can step up to that mark and and bring in a winning mentality. I do find it weird. That Essex aren't being looked at. I do still stand by my opinions. I do think that at least Port is too slow for Essex Brickies. I don't. I watching Sam Cook though. I don't believe he's he's in that category anymore. I think Sam's cooked, but obviously England aren't looking for bowlers. But I think yeah, I agree with you, Cheese. I think Wesley and uh, and Brown should be looked at again. I've been inclined to agree with that, and I think um, I think you're absolutely right in terms of looking at the. The sort of spread of the squad. Um, I think um, I think it's worth you. You mentioned Owen about the uh, sort of the the age of the of the players, um, and we do have quite a lot of young younger members of the squad. But I, I think I think we're quite probably not unique in the fact, but I think we do have a quite a nice um, range of younger players who are sort of you know, fitter and are, you know, really thirsty for the game. But you also have a lot, we, we have, you know, quite a few more experienced, more seasoned players. So I think I think in terms of the the makeup of our squad, I think we we I think we've we've got a really good range of, of ability and experience. Um 
so in terms of you know people being called up to England absolutely people you know we've we've got players that are, are ready for that but I also think in terms of our readiness for the season I think we're also set up quite well for that too yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think uh, one of the, obviously, there's a lot of critics of the 100. I think uh, all three of us are part of that. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff we get coming through, we completely agree with. So bring it on. Um, but I do think one of the positives, which we've not talked about enough, is the blooding of, of younger players in mm-hmm. the uh, Royal London uh, competition, which obviously in a few months will get onto properly. But yeah, I think we've got some great Rimmel. Uh, we mentioned, um, you know, Richards and... Uh, the guy with the French surname, whose name I can't pronounce, and you told me how to do it, Terry, and I've forgotten. Oh, gosh. I can't believe you just, like, mentioned Rich, that Rich now. Rich, oh, it's so embarrassing. Um, but anyway, we've got, we've got... We'll get to it, we'll get to it. I think one of the problems that you have, and I, I think it's... I think it's a problem with... Because I see it in club cricket a lot. I think it's a problem with, with, with cricket as a whole is we're producing a lot of bowlers, and we have already... I think some of the best bowlers, and as she's mentioned earlier, we're some of the best bowlers in the, in, in the country, or probably even some of the some of the best bowlers in these conditions in the world. Um, and I think you got you got to look you look at who's on our sidelines. You got Aaron Beard, who's not getting a regular a regular start in the first team, who's an absolutely incredible bowler. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're bringing you through like the likes of you know Ben Allison, you know Jamal Richards, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, where the bats and I think it's to do with with young 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 Colts constantly bowling in nets and 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 spending hours and hours and hours refining their bowling technique and there's not the opportunity to spend hours and hours and hours refining your batting technique because there's very few people willing to spend hours feeding you a bowling machine or feeding you you know that sort of thing um so that's that's my concern of Essex is that we are our young players we've got such a great bowling academy yeah, where where's the where's the next Wesley coming from? Where's the next Nick Brown coming from? You know, um, or even people who lost like Ravi and Tennis Carter. Obviously, Kritschke, we were talking in the second. They filled that gap, but we've had to bring him in. Whereas bowling wise, we are we seem to be sourced. I I, I can't see us not us struggling at the park for the next decade. No, I I, I completely understand what you're saying, Nick. I mean, um, but I think I think just time will tell over the next few months in terms of what's going to happen with the squad in that sense. Um, I think it's worth, you mentioned Critchley, I think it's worth us taking a few moments to talk about him because um, I know he's not, you know, part of that sort of homegrown um, member of the squad, but but actually he's made quite a big impact, um, you know, in, in a short time, you know, in his debut, he's, he's done incredibly well. Um, so what, what are your thoughts? He passes the eye test. It's hard not to get excited when he comes out, mm. does that in the first game, performs with bat and ball, and builds upon, you know, a pretty stellar reputation for the work and the shifts he was putting in um, before he came to us. So the signs are that we've signed someone pretty darn decent but first game of the season absolute road of a pitch let's go forward with cautious like optimism you know and this almost ties back to 
Owen and the England set up and everything else. Like, there's so many people that go up, come in, perform once, then don't perform, and then have their careers like written off. Um, because we overhype them or we expect too much or whatever. Like, as you were saying as well, Terry, like, we've got a fairly young squad. You know, mm-hmm. there's not that many, I'm going to say, elder statesmen of, of the game it's around sad. the squad. Like, um, it is young. It's not inexperienced because obviously we've got winners there and a culture of winning within the team. But these guys are going to go through bad patches. And if he, like, if he goes out next game and gets two ducks, we can't just go, oh, first game was a fluke. He's clearly rubbish and everything else. It's got to be this sort of consistent measuring stick of how are they bedding in? Are they doing enough to keep cementing the place in the team? And eventually the confidence will come and it will build to seeing this consistency and hopefully we get hundreds every week. Or, you know, I could be talking out of my ass. And the lad's going to score 100 every week, make county cricket look like a walk in a park, and we'll lose him to England for the next five years. Who knows? But at the moment, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that's a fair position to be in. Oh, were you, were you talking about Mark Secretary? No. All oh, right, fine. <laughs> no, sorry. I, I found that, I found, his, I found his name really hard to pronounce. Um, no, 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 no. Just, um, he's, a, he's a second team bowler. Yeah, no. Okay, cool. He was oh. a P. P. Uh, anyway, well, I, 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 was, I was very impressed with, with Chris Lee in terms of his performance. I, mm. I do, um, I'm not someone who's overly keen on, on mad wickets in terms of how good a bowler you are, because uh, let's, like, like give giving it, giving it an instance. If you had the best opening bowler pair in the country as your opening bowler and you could be the second you could be the best spinner in the world if they're getting five wickets or six wickets in their opening spell you'll you unlikely but if you, if they are you're you could be brilliant but you you can get a maximum of four wickets and therefore your your figures over the end of the season will be lower because of how good the opening bowlers were and vice versa if you've got a weak opening bowlers and you, you could be an average second a second third fourth spell bowler your wickets can be higher because the other bowlers aren't, aren't taking so many wickets but with, which I did worry about given the fact he's come from a, a county that is not you know pushing for titles uh, in any format of sport but when he's I, I'm very I'm, so I'm very very relieved and, and actually pleased to see the fact we've had an incredibly good signing and I know Cheese was saying the last episode that he's sort of come in for a tendo uh, replacement, which I was sceptical about, but I'm glad I've been proved extremely wrong on that one. And I, I hope, and I say I agree with Cheese, if he, if he gets a, a duck in some runs uh, against um, Somerset, we shouldn't hold it against him. It doesn't mean he's a bad batsman because if he gets Warwickshire, hopefully, you know, he gets some more runs. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, very, for him, he's a, he's a fantastic signing. So, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I, I think, I think I think what what Jesus said about you know about the wicket you know he was he was bowled by you know a relatively young inexperienced bowler um, to wonder me yeah yeah you know um, that, that was a road of a wicket so I don't think we can make a judgment on that either um, I think we I think we can look forward to seeing some quite exciting things 
um, from Coochley. Um, someone else I think we should probably uh, pay attention to, um, Rossington was also debuting in Kent. He has a weird signing. In what, before I respond, in what way? We've got, oh, well, he's a keeper, isn't he? We've got mm-hmm. Wheater, who's performed fantastically last two years. A bit, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't the big, I mean, if you go back to our early episodes, not the first two, nor those ones, uh, but if you go back to our early episodes, uh, you'll hear me talking about how I think Foster should have stayed on. Uh, but Wheater has... Stay alone. Stay alone. And Bounds. We've got Pepper, who I think is should be given a chance to prove himself even more. He's done quite well. Uh, and then Walsker Buttleman can keep as well. And was another, another promising batsman. So I found it strange that we were bringing in someone in their early 30s. I believe he's early 30s um, as a as sort of a keeper batsman. I'm not sure what you think, Chief. Um, yeah, I agree. It feels like we've got enough depth in the position. But part of me thinks maybe the club see Wheater or Pepper more suited to uh, the 2020 or the one day, a bit more aggressive. And in the test side, they needed slightly more fundamental batsman. I, to be honest, I can't admit to knowing too much about him before he, he joined us. Wrong um, division, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think we'll just see see what happens. Maybe it's a good signing, a bit of experience. Maybe it's a whiff. I do find I think we've been quite critical of the signings last probably last three years that we've always wondered at why bringing bowlers in and stuff like that. I mean, actually, they've been done pretty well. So, I, I, I guess for me, I'm just I, I I see players I see players like you know Pepper doing very well, Bossman doing well, and and Aaron, Aaron Beard, and I, I I find it I I would rather they were given a chance, but. These players brought in are delivering the goods, so you can't really complain too much, I guess. It's a, it's a quandary, isn't it? You always want the the homegrown local lads to have that Cinderella story of starting from nothing, working their way through the the cults, the young like infrastructure in the academy, and then make it out and succeed and, yeah. and go the whole journey. But then you have to balance that by we have to win. We, we want to win championships. We, 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 and I'm not we, we saying have... these players can't, but yeah. it's a consistently evolving like infrastructure and teams and everyone is trying to be better than you. You can't stop. So if you think this guy is going to give you the edge, then you have to bring him in. You know, We ate a lot of humble pie with Snater. And only for Slater to, oh. to prove us wrong. And that's, you know, part of me, I've still got it. Like, I saw his name in the lineup, and I'm like, hold on. And then it took me a while to think back and go, actually, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. This guy's consistently proved you wrong last season. That's why he's in over Beard or the other youngsters coming through. So you have to trust in the process. But I do agree, like, this signing does feel a bit with. Do you think maybe we've, we've not adjusted the fact that Essex now are a very attractive winning county player? 
and that we've you know obviously um in our younger years we we were quite a competitive team and then over the majority of our adulthood we've been in vision two um struggling along you know during this whole you know <clears throat> martini obviously you want to you want to cut to me but you know, struggling along in the vision too. And then now we're getting used to the fact that we we are one of the most, probably the most successful team in the last last decade. And that, yeah, a club a club like that, why wouldn't you capitalise on the fact you can just bring in who you want? You know, you don't worry about like, you don't worry about, you know, Will Beard, Will, Will, Will Pepper, Will Bustleman, Will Richard, even Richards be okay in the next few years when you can just go, look, we're a championship winning team. We've got one of the best best teams that come and join us i i don't necessarily struggle to to believe it i think it's the the proof of what we've been saying we started this podcast and we were like oh, everyone sees us as a small team but we're division two champions we're division one champions and we're doing all of this and you know actually we've got this huge legacy and we were always fighting to be recognized now I think it's the the evidence of the recognition players and teams are going hold on why would I sign for for Surrey no disrespect to Surrey um, or you know other big name teams who haven't won because we've been there or you know Somerset's been there or thereabouts and they're a very attractive um, proposition as well it's shifted it a little bit so that players are looking at us and going actually if I go here there's a good chance I make my international side or there's a good chance I'll win something and all right we're probably not big spenders on the old wages but I don't think we're poor in what we offer people either um so there's a whole host of reasons built off the success that we've had that allow us to do it and mm. hopefully enable us to keep doing it well, so you can live. You can live in London and play for Essex. Big, big boom. I know from from from. Um, oh, not Shane Stater. Uh, oh dear, Adam's Zampa's uh, Instagram. The fact that he loved the fact that he could, you know, live in the East End and you know, some Shoreditch and that sort of appeal to his quirky side of his personality, and the fact that he could just, you know, half an hour the road he plays cricket. So, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think maybe. Maybe me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting used to the fact that we can attract this big talent. So. I think we can't lose sight of that, though, can we? I think, I think it's important for us to acknowledge that we, we have a lot to offer. Yeah. Um, and, and we, we have, you know, a record of success both county-wise and internationally. That, as, as she says, makes us a very attractive prospect. What's lovely though is we've kept ourselves as a friendly club, haven't we? You know, you're not seeing this. You know, sometimes football clubs, for example, they do favourite very similar transition and they become sort of, I guess, unapproachable. I don't, I don't support any team that's ever near that success, but like uh, they become very unapproachable. Whereas, I think Essex, you know, you, you know, you still got the pavilion steps, you got the benches. It's a very small ground. Whereas mm-hmm. I think, in, I guess, I've, I've been to Surrey a few times. I I don't see the fans interacting with the players so much because it's such a you know it's a, it's a huge ground and it's I think yeah we've got we've got I think I think so to summarize I think because of the fact we're such an approachable and friendly club I forget the, the fact that sometimes that we are this huge successful 
juggernaut. I would agree. You don't have airs and graces or a sense of entitlement. Yeah, and that's, that's way better. Some than other county grounds. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Grandeur as well. We are not a family club, but, you know. Grounded, I think, would be a way of describing yeah. it. They wouldn't no, say it's a good way of finding a family. Family well, thing. no. <laughs> I mean, we're a business, but at the same time, it's got a, a wholesomeness about yeah. it because of the ties to the community and the science, as you were saying. Cool. Yeah, there, there is a sense that the community is the heart of things, regardless of how big we get, which I think is very important. Which is why we're around this table right now. Um, so probably a good point for us to look ahead. So we have Somerset coming up. Um, I They're bringing their big guns back. Sorry? They're bringing their big guns back, apparently. Yes, they are. No, hold bar no holds barred. Um, but I still think that we uh, have a really fantastic opportunity, given, given the success we've had recently. Um, I, I think it's going to be a really, really tight an exciting game I think those traveling um it's going to be really really fun do you guys think that I know said that the big hoo-ha is about SSV Kent and I know we've been in the past that I don't actually believe that's our big rivalry and that we're more rivals with some uh, with with um uh, Middlesex and Surrey as being fellow home county uh teams but I think recently for me it's like beating Somerset it's just because it's we've been so neck and neck on the championship. It is for me. It's a it's a big big game. Beating yeah, for me. There's a big um, kudos in winning that cup. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've been our probably biggest rivals in winning the championship over the last couple of seasons. Right, last season wasn't there that Somerset still were up there from their side of things I, I feel like that is a, a good modern day rivalry because we're peaking at the same time in terms of quality so I, th I think I think you've nailed it there Chiefs. I, th I think it's moved away from sort of geographical um, rivals whereas traditionally it was very much about who's on your doorstep and the local rivalry where actually now it's about who's Who's at your shoulders in terms of the quality? I, I, I think I think they're trying to get us to have geographical rivalry between us and Kent. If it was Canterbury's hard, Canterbury by train or, or car is hard it's to get. It's a pain to get to. Uh, um, whereas in previously, Surrey is very easy to get to. Middlesex is fairly easy to get to. But I do I do agree. I think I think some, for me, this game has more in it. Than a, a regular game, and I, I, I'm more up. I'm far more up for this game than I was last week. I'm very excited about it. I just hope the pitch is okay. Yeah, that's the question mark. <laughs> they got live, didn't they? Because they, they got punished in COVID. Uh, so I thought that was a bit unreasonable. We've been punished for producing that awful pitch. Well, we don't know the circumstances. Like, it was it was like watching the West Indies back in the eighties. Yeah, it was. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't awful. Like this, just just had a bit of a telling off. And but regardless, I I, th I think I think the next few days are going to be ext 
extremely exciting and I, I'm going to, well, I'm not going to say where, I, where I'm going to be because I'm going to give too much away. Is that hint you can be there? Yeah, I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Easter holiday, of course I'm going to go. <laughs> so um, uh, look forward to the reportage. Need a big um, um, audio this flag. Uh, no, I will not be doing that. However, I will commit to uh, various uh, tweets and uh, impromptu videos. Oh, um, sorry, cheese. Terry said earlier, um, yesterday, in the pub, and I'm going to bring this up because she had a few drinks. Um, she said, <laughs> if someone gives her a code word, she'll buy them a drink. So you've got to listen to the podcast and be at Taunton and give her a code word, she'll buy them a pint. So yeah. she's answer you, what is that code word going to be? Oh, I feel like it needs to be something obscure, but not <laughs> But it too has obscure. to be cricket salient, you know. Cr- cricket focused, but not something like Tendo, which, or, you know, fall because a lot of people say that and that you'll just overhear people and all of a sudden that like, balance is going to say goodbye um, I'm rinse my bank account for the month <laughs> hmm. I don't want to recommend it because I feel like it should, should come from someone else what are you thinking I was going to think of a niche sponsor from Ooh. way back in the day oh good idea but then I, I struggled. I just got caught up on Benson and the Hedges. And I was like, no, yeah. that's the wrong It's not a good thing to plug right now. As a 10-year-old, as a, as a I used to have a massive Benson and Hedges poster on my wall, which as far as my parents allowed to have, because um, I nicked it from the ground uh, after one. They used to have, remember Easter weekend used to be the Benson and Hedges match. Looking back, it's so cold. But like, um, I, I nicked off the, you know, the main road from... from um, Oh, oh, the neutral street. You go down that sideway into, into the ground where the cars go. There's a huge program. I nicked it. I put it on my bedroom walls. So my parents, for me, the year just had this back bent in the hedges on top of my seat. Yeah, sorry. That's so dodgy. Yeah, I'm surprised they allowed it. Yeah. But, um, different times, 90s. So. so, code word to get a drink of Terry if you're in Taunton. But you have to come and speak to me. Can I not tweet it at you so you can order at the bar? <laughs> I think that's lazy. You have to come and find me. And I'm right. really easy to find. I'm I'm short. I've got blonde hair. I'm usually wearing something garish. Okay, Terry, how about you have a you tweet where you are on yep. uh Thursday. That's a good idea. So I tweet my location. Uh, but they come and find listen, me with the right word. You have to listen to this. So you'll tweet it where you are, but no yep. but no contention about what it is, and then the code word is eagles. Eagles. So someone comes up to you, says eagles on Taunton. They have to have a knowing look on their face. They can't just go eagles. It's got to be, you know. So if I get the train there on Thursday and say eagles champagne. Well, you know, you can't, you can't do that, Aaron. Why not? There's no rules in that. That's just rude. You know, you're prepped for it. You know, and you, <laughs> you, you know, because you know me. You know where I'm going to sit. You know where I'm going to base myself. So no, that's just cheating. You can't do that. Cheese, sorry, you're also off the table. Owen so <laughs> and Cheese are not allowed to partake in this competition. It's outside the circle completely. Okay, so Taunton 
when are you there sorry when are you there let, let the rest of the... i'm there tomorrow uh well when is it no not tomorrow yeah no uh thursday and friday i'll be there thursday and friday and the password is eagles and you get a free password drink. is eagles and you have to give me a knowing look you can't just casually say eagles you can't just randomly shout eagles because that could be anyone do you have to look <laughs> at me directly eagles with a knowing look okay. otherwise it doesn't count and Shall no champagne. No pint, champagne. You may not have champagne. Cocktails. Maybe quick, after quick. five. Well, 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 we'll see. We'll see. It, it's negotiable. But d- d- don't go with Owen's touch. I mean, I mean, it's all about the champagne. So no. Sure, I said it. Oh, don't put don't put ideas in people's heads. Anyway, Warwickshire. I was trying to move it on from you buying lots of people drinks. So. <laughs> Thank you kindly. Okay, fair enough. Warwickshire, what are our thoughts about Warwickshire then? Well, you, are uh, serious, are you? you are serious on that, are you? So we're bucking about, but you No, seem... I'm absolutely serious. Okay. No, if you if you if you if you find me, say Eagles, and you look at me with that look, then you know what you're talking about. Don't don't just randomly shout Eagles like 20 feet away from me, because I'll ignore you. Just being clear about that. You come and look at me and look at me in the eyes. Eagles. Oh okay, yeah, I'll buy you a drink. Cool. Is it Warwickshire? Oh no, yeah, on the wrong day. I would like to be undefeated after three games. Don't care about winning them all. I would just like to not lose. I'm with I'm with cheese on this. I'm sorry. I mean you're what? very serious. My app keeps coming up with uh, the Lancashire game uh, um, for some reason. What? That's weird. Yeah, sorry. Give me two secs. But I agree with Cheese. I think we should be undefeated. Um, so, Cheese, would you be happy with with two draws? You use that again. Uh, yeah, I would. I think Somerset are a good team. And for us... There's no Don Best anymore. But they've still got Vandermeer and they've got Siddle. So they've got some good players. And Le- Leach is back as well, apparently. There you go. <laughs> Plus. We've, we've got Harmer. Harmer, as we speak, is on a flight, apparently. Yeah, but There's it's not, a questionable pitch. What you need so... is, a, is, a, is a, someone with, with jet lag bowling for you. I mean, I wouldn't blame Harmer for just taking ten wickets so he can get in and out as quick as possible. <laughs> and to be honest, I can see that happening quite easily. Somerset a good team. I think no matter what, going away and playing there is a challenge. It'd be nice to win. I think we're more than capable of winning. We've done so in the past. Not losing, I think, is more important. Then for Warwickshire, I think expect us to beat Warwickshire because they've cemented themselves as a white ball team recently. Maybe that's disingenuous of me, but I still see it. I know, didn't we play them last year in the three three division format and won and drew? I think so. Um, I think our head-to-head last year wasn't the best, but I still expect it because I think we've got the quality. So after three games, if we're on three draws or 
a win and two draws, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, I think with having Silla, we've got the advantage because we've got all our batsmen are playing, I assume, are playing against him in the nets. And I think, I think batsmen have the advantage in that scenario. But especially in the four-day format, we can just block it out and wait till he gets taken off. Uh, one day is different because you've got to score runs. But I think in, the, in this format, yeah, I, I don't see Silla as a... As a oh, I don't want people coming back at me saying, or even see Sills as a threat, and he takes five wickets. But like, I don't see him as the as a as a as a as a bigger threat as you might say if, if he was playing against another team, because he is obviously a quality bowler. Yeah, I do think we've got better batting than Somerset. I'd agree. I'd I'd, I'd say our batting stronger. I'd, I'd I'd say our bowling stronger. But I just think you have to respect them. Yeah, true. But they're another team that, like us, I, I think it was one of the reasons I like playing in Somerset because they're, they're like a team that bowling is predominant. They try and bat, they try and get wickets. They try and you know reduce runs, which we try and do as well. And actually, you know, it is a, it's a form of cricket I like watching. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to this this contest. Probably my game of the season. Taking points off Somerset away. Because mm. if, if you know the last five years, any any bonus point you take you take off them. Any any even if we as the chief said, even if we draw, you take a win off them. That will help us win the league later on the season. Whereas Warwickshire, I, I don't think they are a threat for us at the top of the table. I'm inclined to agree with you. Not to say we're easy match. Division one, there's no, there's no easy. Well, damn shit, there's no easy teams. So um. there are. Well, I don't think there are any easy wins. So, I, I, and I don't think we can be that complacent. There's teams. I think where people are hyping up too much. I think language is hyped up too much. But. Yeah, but we've said that for I don't know how long. Another, another episode now. As that, that, I think that's a future episode conversation, um, for sure. Um, but I, I, I don't think any any club at this point, is in a position to be complacent about their success. You know, least of all us. I think we just have to put our, our hope in the strength of our um, our bowling side particularly um, and hope that we continue the, the success of our, of our batting side, which, you know, in terms of Kent, they've done very well. Um, I think we, we look forward to hoping for um, much more of a, a balance between batting and bowling and see where the season goes and not worry too much um, game by game, what everyone else is saying about other clubs, um, because you know we—I don't think that's helpful. Really, I agree. I mean, it's the old cliche, right? You can't win the championship at the start of the season, but you can lose it. And even mm. with a couple of losses, I don't think we'd be out of contention. But what's more important is building the fundamentals of how this team wants to play with the new players, with the, the changing parts that we'll have, setting out our stall as to what we want to achieve and building on it week in, week out. Like We've seen great success with the bat. Great. Let's do it again. Let's add in the ball because we know we've got that string to our bio. Keep going at it. And we'll soon establish ourselves and we'll soon see how this, this season's going to pan out. Absolutely. Yeah. I do. I think about actually, like, 
But the last the last two championships we've won, we when we were written off. Not all written off, you know, not but like not considered champions. We've smashed it. And I think this is the, this season has that same vibe about it. You know, people get complacent about Essex. They're they're focusing too much on the fact that Jimmy Anderson's back at Lancashire and all that stuff. And they forget that we've actually got I mean Big fan of Porter. Mass, I'm going to hidden my massive fan of, of uh, Aaron Beard. But I think watching Sam Cook the last week was just, he was phenomenal. And yeah. he's only early 20s, only going to get better. So I think we can, we can enter into this with a quiet confidence, but not an arrogance. And I think that's a good position to be in. So on that note, I think uh, that's a good point for us to round up. Been so, long episodes, huh? It had well, longer than I thought, to be fair. Um, I was all for, you know, well, let's uh, wrap up. Ken, look ahead to Taunton, Sunset, and then move on. But actually, we've had some really rich discussions. And, um, I'm really, as always, happy to, to talk to both of you. So um, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And before we wrap up, uh, don't forget that we are on the Podbean, we're on Spotify and iTunes. Um, and uh, don't forget to follow us at Essex Cricket Podcast. And we will look forward to hearing from you. And I particularly will look forward to seeing, hopefully, more than um, a handful of you at uh, Taunton. Take care.